Welcome to the FedSpeed podcast, brought to you by MI Market News. I'm Jean Young, reporter in Washington. We're lucky to welcome back to the show former Atlanta Fed President Dennis Lockhart to talk about the state of the U.S. economy and the Fed's next steps. Dennis, it's good to have you back on. Thank you, Jean. All right. So let's start with the first FOMC meeting of the year, which took place last week. The Fed raised rates again by a modest quarter point this time, which took the Fed funds rate target to just above four and a half percent. And again, the FOMC said they anticipate ongoing rate increases to be appropriate. What were your takeaways of Jay Powell's press conference and the meeting? Well, first of all, of course, the the, the 25 basis point uh, increase was widely expected and, and it happened as everyone had expected and had been priced in. My sense of the press conference was that it was balanced and I think importantly preserved optionality on the part of the Federal Open Market Committee. He went out of his way to restate the resolve of the committee to get the inflation rate down near the 2% target. I thought he was somewhat noncommittal regarding future actions. And the way I heard it, not everyone heard it this way, it was it was a, a balance of hawkish tone and dovish tone. I think many people in the market actually interpreted it as net dovish. And in some respects, it was. He acknowledged disinflation, that disinflation is underway. There was a comment made, this is the first time I've been able to say this. And I thought that told you that there was something new in, in his message. But at the same time, um, I thought he emphasized how early it was in the disinflation process and that they were going to be cautious and need more evidence. So I, I thought it was a balance of hawkish and dovish and th therefore not as net dovish as the markets at least initially may have thought. And he was uh, invited, it seemed to me, by one of the questioners to provide forward guidance beyond the March meeting, and he declined to do so. So it tells me that the committee really is feeling its way along and will be truly data-dependent meeting by meeting going forward. That's interesting. I think that was our read, too. He was quite balanced, but that the market seemed to hear his dovish comments a little louder than his other comments. Of course, since then, we got a hugely surprising jobs report, very strong employment gains, um, the unemployment rate falling to a fresh 50-year low at 3.4%. The market didn't really reprice after the press conference, but they are finally catching up to the Fed on rates and inflation this week. The Fed funds futures pricing is now for a peak rate of 5.1% this year, matching what the FOMC wrote down in December. Mm -hmm. But traders are still expecting a cut by the year end and, and more next year. What do you make of how investors perceive the Fed? Well, I have felt for a long time that the markets and therefore investors may be factoring wishful thinking into their pricing or the market's pricing of rate decreases later this year and 
further in 2024. I think the posture of the committee is that inflation could have sort of twists and turns. It could be a, a vexing problem, uh, particularly in, in the the last mile, so to speak, when getting from, say, 3% to 2%, and that they're likely to have to be very patient about that. And therefore, the hold period, once they've reached a pause point, the hold period could go on for quite some time. And I think the market expectations of a the beginning of a cutting cycle in the second half is really... Um, uh, quite divergent from what the signals are coming out of the committee. Now, all of this has to be said in the context that the committee doesn't know what it's going to do in the second half of the year because the committee doesn't know what the data is going to tell them is the state of the economy and particularly the inflation rate in the second half of the year. So this is all a guessing game. Whether you're a policymaker or a market practitioner, it's still a guessing game in many respects. And, uh, you know, we always have to kind of remind ourselves that the, the, the ability to predict what the world's going to look like six or eight months from now is just not all that high and not all that great. And uh, so uh, it's still possible that the markets are correct, but it will depend entirely or, or at least largely on how the inflation data evolve. So we're getting a new set of forecasts next month in March. And throughout last year, every time the FOMC released a, a new set of projections, they were more hawkish than they were before, and typically more hawkish than what markets had expected. Do you think after the latest job market data that the Fed could decide the economy needs more restraint and nudge up their terminal rate again? Short answer to that question is yes. I think that could happen. Now, they're not going to overreact to one month's jobs report. Um, there will be revisions coming. The, it's conceivable that the revisions show a lower net jobs number. Having said that, it's still likely to be a very strong jobs report, even after revisions. And it is stronger than they expected and stronger than they desire. So I think that adds up by March to a, a set of projections that perhaps show a higher terminal rate and show a longer, conceivably longer, or at least sustaining the long picture in terms of the hold period. If I were to handicap it, I would say it will be a touch more hawkish in March than it was in December. We're living in a pretty unique economy at the moment. Inflation is finally trending down, but the labor market is as strong as it's ever been. What's your assessment of what the U.S. economy looks like right now? Well, I I think it's a uh, a novel set of circumstances in many respects, and figuring out what is happening in the economy is not easy and it's not consistent with a lot of models that have been that have been estimated in the past uh, about how the economy functions. By some measures, it's stronger than was expected and stronger than 
the FOMC desires, um, and there are some pu puzzling elements. It, it does appear that we are in a disinflation cycle, that that is continuing, and it's been going on for more than six months now. And con consistent with that would be the, the last retail sales numbers we've had, which seem to suggest softening consumer demand. And then you contrast that to the jobs report, which uh, could be extrapolated to, to a conclusion that the consumer ought to be very confident and therefore consumption, uh, con, uh, consumer activity ought to be uh, strong or even strengthening. Uh, so it's hard to connect these dots at the moment. And that's part of the challenge I think the FOMC faces is trying to understand what really is the underlying nature of the economy that, the, that they're dealing with at the moment. Um, this is like so many things associated with the COVID recovery period. It's a, an unusual set of circumstances and conflicting signals coming out of the data. So if you had to guess at when they come to the meeting where they pause, do you think that they will put a line in the statement saying we're prepared to hike again, indicating that they view the balance of risks as tilting toward more hikes? I, I think they have to put that disclaimer in some form of communications. Uh, you know, if they pause, they're prepared to resume again if conditions call for it. That is understood really uh, all the time, but they need to make it explicit. Having said that, I think the ideal path of policy does not involve a, uh, a restart after a pause. And uh, also it's been speculated that they might try to take a meeting off. In my experience over 10 years, that kind of idea although always possible and feasible, is hard to pull off from a communications point of view because the, on balance, the committee doesn't like to signal the next move or two moves ahead because circumstances could change. So if you, if you take a meeting off, the markets will begin to price in that that's the end of the, of the rate increased story and, and, you end up with financial conditions there that are at odds with the actual intent of policy. So taking a meeting off turns out to be a hard thing to do. So I, I do think what they would love to be able to pull off is to find the pause point and then stick with that level uh, of the policy rate for whatever time is needed to ring inflation pressures out of the economy. Do you think they'll have success with that ultimately? Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I would give them high odds of having success with it, depending on where they pause, of course, and what the terminal rate turns out to be. But it's, it's not a simple matter. Uh, they're dealing with, as I said earlier, some, um, unusual circumstances that seem to be evident in the performance and the behavior of the economy. And so it's never, never a sure thing. 
but I think that's the desire is to find the stopping point and then hold there as long as it's required. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jean.